Welcome to Becoming a Wise Agent. This podcast is dedicated to revealing the latest trends, strategies, and best practices to implement in your real estate CRM. All right. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, depending on where you're at. My name is Eleni Summershield. I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at Wise Agent. I'm delighted to have you all here joining us as you guys are entering in um, to the to the webinar uh, this morning. If you wouldn't mind going to the chat and just putting in what city, state, and brokerage you're with, and then how many years you've been in the industry. I love, I love seeing all of that. Um, and then we are joined by the fabulous Marcy James, one of my dearest and closest friends, and just a, a marketing expert in the real estate industry. Marcy is the president of Be Inspired Digital. And um, I know Marcy, how, how many years have you been in the real estate industry? Oh, too many. <laughs> Not too many. I love the industry. I could never go anywhere else. This is my, this is my, my just, it's been, I've had a really fun, amazing career and it wouldn't, it's just such a great industry. I can't leave because of all of my relationships, but over 25 years, I've been in marketing in the real estate industry everywhere from, you know, I started out at brokerages and then I went over to a startup and some tech companies to tech giants like realtor.com to, I worked at NAR for a year and now I am um, consulting. Uh, So having a great time. I know, I know. I'm, um, you know, I, I love it. Like you said, this industry, it does, it sucks you in and you just don't want to leave it. Um, it, it is a, a, a great industry. And, um, today we're going to be talking about creative, um, ideas that we have. And Marcy and I are truly good friends. And so we do talk shop quite a bit, um, you know, um, throughout our day, our week. And so we're going to be talking about creative lead generation for today's real estate market. You know, we understand that it's kind of, um, it's a little bit different than what it was, gosh, six months ago and, and definitely different from a year or two ago. And so we're going to be talking about some things that you guys can be doing. Um, and there, I see some friends there. I see Mara. Hey, Mara. Um, <laughs> and Tracy. Hey, everyone. Um, so I, we're going to be talking about some ideas for you to put into practice. And you know, I love giving you guys, you know, like everything, the whole entire thing not just like, oh, you know, here's kind of a thought and then go figure it out. We're going to give you some some takeaways that you guys can start doing today. And of course, we'll be using the um, wise agent, um, you know, so I'll be sharing my screen when necessary. So feel free to chime in with any of your questions. But um, I think one of the things that, you know, Marcy, you and I have talked about is like, what, you know, what could agents be doing today to start, you know, listings are a little bit harder to come by. Um, you know, buyers are, are a little unsure of what's happening right now too, with some of the things, I mean, now we've, you know, our industry has been making local, you know, or it's been making national news. What could, um, what could some agents be doing to, to generate some business for themselves? Yeah, I actually think it's this, as we're, we're moving into this holiday season and at this time, it's just really a great time to focus in and really get your marketing prepped and ready to launch in the new year. And, um, I know we talked earlier about this, but one of our favorites, one of our favorite ways to really market is through hyperlocal marketing. And honestly, you can generate so many leads by doing it. Um, It really takes um, one of the most important things, though, is you need to have a blog. You need to leverage social media and have a blog. And one of the one of the other things I love about hyper local marketing is because not everybody is comfortable um, getting on camera and having their face and talking on social. But um, if you follow Nicole Mickle, <laughs> she's an amazing influencer in the industry out of Orlando, and she is the queen of hyperlocal marketing, and she does not like to go on camera, and she is incredibly successful, but she blogs about all of her different neighborhoods. She blogs about um, the different restaurants in town, the different um, fun things to do, um, all about, you know, why Orlando and the different neighborhoods are great for home buyers and sellers. And this content is all sits on her blog. It's all, most of it is evergreen and it continues to, um, 
bring in leads on a regular basis. And it's funny because people, it's it's also engaging because you're adding value. You're blogging about things that people want to know about. And um, so they're always interested and they're always bringing great, um, um, when she puts great um, content of great value out there, she gets a lot of engagement and it's just a great way to get started. I love that. I'd love to see, you know, there's a little um, button on the bottom of your screen. It says raise hand. If you guys are blogging, I'd love to see just like click on, on that button that says raise hand. Cause I'd love to see how many of you are doing that. That would be Nikki's doing that. Hey, Nikki. Yeah. Um, you know, that is something. And like Nikki lives in New York city where there's a lot to do. I mean, I come from Chicago, a big city. I know Marcy, you're in Denver and even here where I live now in Fountain Hills, even though it's a kind of a small sleepy town, there's still a lot of things that are going on. Like, um, you know, we have a farmer's market out here today. And there's a lot of things that you might think like, oh, I just live in this quiet little town. Nothing really happens. There are probably things are happening. You should be writing about that. People are interested, especially if they're looking to move to your area. They want to know what can I do with my family with, you know, to meet new people or to do whatever. It is something that, People seek that out as, you know, especially like, oh, what to do over the weekend. That's a great, even little, a blog or newsletter article to go out saying, you know, I know I have a, a friend in Chicago, quite a few friends in Chicago that are realtors, but you know, one of them, he writes this great article every Friday. I get it. I still get it in my inbox. I've not lived in Chicago for 20 years. I still, and I get his article and he knows I don't live there, but I don't unsubscribe. I read it, even though I don't, I'm not there that weekend. What's the five top five things to do in the city. And I'm just always like, oh, I wonder if I should go this time of year because it's, it's just something interesting. What would I be doing? Or I would tell my siblings, you know, Hey, you guys should check this out. Those it's are things that people social. Yeah, it's great for social too. Like there's so many fun ways you can do social media posts about events and neighborhoods and things like that. And again, Nicole Nickel is great to follow. She's she's got a whole library of all of that on um Pinterest. She's really um loves Pinterest and Instagram. Those are her two big channels. Yeah. But um for for hyper local marketing, but it's it's so much fun to do and people love it. And whether, even if they're not looking to buy or sell at that exact moment, it's valuable content that they enjoy getting and looking at. So, um. well, yeah. And I was going to say, if you're blogging, I know sometimes um, I've heard people, it's like, oh, it's a challenge because I write this blog and not many people are going to it. And how do you get traffic? Definitely social media is a great way to um, get traffic to your blog posting. Like, Hey, I just wrote this article, um, mm -hmm. sending out an email or a text message. Here's this blog. Um, one thing that we have done here at wise agent, I'm going to share my screen here is you can send out an email um, and you could actually send, um, you can subscribe to your own RSS feed um, to your own blog and then with a click of a button, you can send this out and it would, you know, you don't, so you don't have to like upload the image to the email and, you know, write something about it. You, you still might want to write a little bit about what it is. Uh, and you got to love live demos when things are going a little bit there slower. We go. Mm -hmm. um, but so I can come in here and say, all right, well, what's happening in, in Fountain Hills? Like I said, well, so here's our arts festival that's happening this weekend. I don't know why the image isn't coming in, but you could, with a click of a button, I can get this in here and now I can filter through my, um, my contacts and say anyone that lives in the city of Fountain Hills or maybe in the city of, you know, we're right near to um, Scottsdale, anyone in Fountain Hills or Scottsdale, I want to send this to. Um, but really, you don't even have to target just those particular cities because you can just say everyone in my database or anyone, whatever, and I can just go ahead and send this out where it would go out branded with my information. The link to that blog is there. Now this goes out to them and I can get my blog written, you know, I uh, I love this feature. So they could actually like create a list, like the top five things to do in Fountain Hills this week yeah. in the following week and just list the top five things and pull it right in directly from the CRM, making yeah. it so easy. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, email was one of the things that we really wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't you know, email generates leads, but they're, they're leads that you obviously already have in your system. And so you have to find a way to get people into the system, but 
Um, I feel like so many agents do not leverage email marketing and newsletters like they should. And I'm here to tell you from years of experience in this industry, um, email marketing is the number one way to convert consumers. The number one way. There's nothing that's like there's nothing you can do. And it's the lowest cost too. There's really very little cost to email marketing and it works, but you have to, um, you have to um, send content that's valuable. And this is such a great idea because it's valuable content. Yeah. Things that people want to know. Yeah. And I think uh, what you said, it email does work. I know people are like, okay, um, you know, I get so many emails in my inbox and I don't read every single one of them. You're probably, I would want for you, if you're one of those people that says that about your inbox, what I want you to do is take a, just think about this for a second. Do you read the emails that you feel like will provide value to you? And, and then start thinking like, what am I going to be sending out to my database of people that will provide value to them? So if you just send them like, hey, are you looking to buy or sell today? Probably the people like the 5,000 people that are in your database, not all of them are going to be wanting that at this point. So yeah. you will probably alienate them a little bit. But if you start thinking about it as, hmm, who has, you know, who have I sold or helped purchase a home? in the last seven years that is interested in knowing what the value of their home is. And then you get that list from your database and say, or who owns a home, it doesn't even matter when they bought their home. Who do I have that owns a home that wants to know the value of their property right now? And then you send that out with a subject line of, do you know what your home is worth? Or do you want, you know, do you want a home valuation? Now they're gonna start thinking, oh, okay, well, I've been hearing all these things or I saw the house listed across the street or whatever it is. I mean, I think it's putting yourself in their shoes and knowing what they might be reading, right? Yeah. I'm loving all the comments, you guys. I'm reading your comments. Oh, yeah. And Nikki, <laughs> yeah, Nicole is amazing. Um, she is. So you guys be sure to look her up and follow her because I um I talk a lot about it, the things that she does. So I leverage her her talent whenever I talk about hyperlocal marketing, but she's amazing. So well, we even had a question earlier saying, um, you know, people, someone was asking, hey, I'm going to be um, doing a local event in, you know, my area. How do I generate business from that? How do I generate leads from that? Again, this is something if you're going to be, you know, at the farmer's market, having a little booth or something, or you're just going to go there and attend and mix and mingle besides just giving out your business card, right, which is which is nice. But also having something where um, you're inviting people, you're having people like come to an event, just use a landing page to capture people's contact information. If you're not capturing their contact information and you are only giving it to your contact information out, and now you're putting it on them to reach out to you, right? I mean, what do you think about that, Marcy? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And Nikki even commented in there, do a wise agent landing page. No, landing pages are great. And so I would do, I would do two things though, because you have to entice them to sign up on your landing page. And if you're at a local event, one and or you have a booth, one of the great ways to do that is with a giveaway. So you could give away, maybe you're giving away, um, two um, $150 gift cards to a nice local restaurant, or, and maybe you can work with the restaurant to even get discounts on those. Um, yeah. or whatever it is, you're going to give something away. And in order to be part of the drawing, they need to, I would, I mean, this is what you could have a list that they sign, but what would be easier is a QR code that goes directly to the landing page that can scan with their phone and just, you know, type in their email address and phone number um, and sign up. And then you've caught them and you their, their email and you can, you know, drip emails out. And somebody, I want to go um, change the subject for just a second because I yeah. saw somebody ask how often they should blog. Okay. And I'm going to tell you between now and the new year, if you could get for hyperlocal, if you could build and leverage chat GPT for this, I mean, you need to check it and rewrite it and make sure you're putting the, the demands in, or the, the prompts in correctly to get the right um, output. But um, if you could get 10 or 20 blog posts up between now and the end of the year, I mean, a couple of week, 
um, that would be amazing. Um, I mean, it's so easy. List um, the top 10 restaurants in Fountain Hills. Just create a list of your favorite restaurants and um, and, and link out to them because those links actually um, are great for both their SEO and your SEO as well. So adding links to those restaurants, um, you know, if there's a really cool listing, do a blog post, like the coolest listing I've seen in Fountain Hills in, you know, the last year, like there's so many fun things you can do. So. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just, I'm, I'm right now, I'm, I'm just kind of cheating a little bit. Um, I was listening, but I'm going to um, share my screen one more time. Cause I just went into the AI writing assistant within wise agent. You so you go to your marketing um, drop down, go to your content library. And I'm just going to write here, um, write a blog about the top things to do in, I'm going to just say fountain Hills. Cause it is like a sleepy town here. Anyway, um, I'm yeah. Go ahead. Are you going to, I was going to say, can I give you a couple of tips? Yeah, um, go for so it. So you want, um, you can say like a 1200 word blog because like the longer form, longer content actually ranks better. Mm -hmm. Um, you can say, um, um, optimize for SEO. Okay. And then, um, you could say, um, something like, um, use a numbered list. And give me the top, you know, to make sure because um, formatting or, or something you could say something about, at, you know, use formatting. Oh, okay. Formatting makes a blog post more readable. Like sometimes chat, DP, chat GPT will just spit out a bunch of paragraphs and that's not super like you can't browse that. So you want something and this is you're asking for a list. So think about that when you're doing prompts as well. Yeah, I love that. So the 1200 word blog, and that's pretty specific 1200 words. So they don't want like 2000 or that you don't want more than 1200. You don't want to get it too long. 1200 is just a good, a good side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, um, and so this is really great. So here it is guys. I mean, it took like five seconds to write. So, um, I can click on this and now I can, it's already, it's right in here. It's in my content. Um, library within Wise Agent, and obviously you want to make sure that you're going to read this and you're going to edit whatever happens. But yeah, these are all the things. Um, and add links. Things it didn't happen. include the links. I wonder if you asked it to if it would include the links for you. <clears throat> oh, I can. Uh, I can try that one more time. Um, so I'm going to try that one more time. I want to know um, with, again, that show of hands, the raised hand thing, is anyone leveraging um, the AI writing assistant or chat GPT um, in your, um, in your emails or in any of the marketing that you're doing? So I'd love to see that also include links um, to, can I just say also include links or do I have to say URL? Uh, you might say include URL. Okay, let's see what happens there. Um, so yeah, this is great. I did, I've not done it where I've asked it to include URL links. So I love that, Marcy. Um, and even the Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's going to work. I've never asked it either, but I thought I've never, otherwise yeah. you can manually go back and do that and it won't take long. Yeah. I mean, it would take you 10 minutes, but yeah. it would be fun if it did it for you. It's thinking really hard. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. But um, okay, wait, here we go. Oh my gosh, it did. Look at this. Chamber oh, yeah. of Commerce, Maricopa Parks, the Golden Eagle. Yeah, oh, so it works. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, that right there, I mean, that becomes a game changer where now it took what, let's say you take 10, 15 more minutes to edit it, add a couple of images and post that. I mean, as a blog or even as a newsletter and sending that out, um, either as an email or text, you know, I'm, I'm a big texter. I do love, um, I don't send me too long of a text, but I love texts that have links to something that has longer instead of having to read something super long in a, in a text because then yeah. I can read it. I mean, that was so easy to do. You could honestly do that like every Thursday, send out a little, just a little email, the top five things that are happening in Fountain Hills this weekend. Yeah. Um, it would be so much fun. I'm and and if I was a homeowner in Fountain Hills, I would love that. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, what's going on this weekend? I would I would look forward to getting that every Thursday so I could plan my weekend. 
Yeah. I mean, I do it for Chicago and I don't even live there anymore. So (laughs) it is, it is because we love to just see what's happening around town. What are our options? What's, you know, um, so any one of you guys could be using this. I see Noreen, you love ChatGPT. Are you using this right now? Like you guys should be doing this. This is something so simple and easy to do um, with the help of that. And then someone's saying, how do we do the landing page part? So I, I'm going to show you guys that too, because this is kind of, it has to work in conjunction. There has to be kind of a, um, like, I, I hate using the word pipeline because it just seems or like a funnel. It just seems so like salesy, but it is, I mean, it does have, you have to like bring people in and kind of squeeze them through where you want them to go. Um, you have to, you kind of have to have that workflow. Um, so with the landing page, the way that would work in conjunction with a blog even is using any one of our templates. And um, so you can even have something, and I'm trying to trying to see here, you can do the client appreciation event. So you can say, hey, you're invited, kind of like a an evite type of thing, where with evite, you have to know people's email addresses and whatnot, or, or cell phone numbers, where this is just a link where you can post onto your um, Facebook page or your business page saying, hey, I'm inviting my clients here to this or potential, like bring your friend, bring your neighbor, um, where you can edit this to invite somebody somewhere. This is great because Eleni, like if you were doing the top five things happening this weekend in Fountain Hills, if you were sending that out every Thursday, you could slip that right in like open house at, you know, um, you know, or client appreciation event and put the link to that landing page in there and get signups that way. Yeah. And then literally it's as easy as just clicking on the share button on this Facebook page on this Facebook button right here, where as soon as you click this, it'll open up a little, um, you know, dialogue box for you to post where you want to share it at. And then it's done. It's on your Facebook, either your business or your personal profile page. And now you start getting that engagement and you start, and it's not just like the thumbs up because, um, People liking your your posts doesn't generate you any money. Um, you need to have that. You need to exchange um, contact information. So you want them to give you their your their name and their phone number and their email address. And then what you do with that is then you start you know giving them that content um, that's relevant to them. Yeah, building that relationship. So wow. yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. So somebody, somebody just asked in the Q and a how beneficial or important are pictures in blogs. So Jody, let me just say that, um, I think they're super important. I'm a very visual person. So I just like to have an image up there. Plus having an image there when you then share that blog post on social or, you know, say on Facebook, it's going to load with an image. Otherwise it's just, you know, it's just a link. So you definitely want to include images, but here's a tip, whatever image you include, you want to name it before you upload it. So name that image using like a phrase that you think, um, somebody might be searching like, you know, I don't know, top restaurants in Fountain Hills, top 10 restaurants in Fountain Hills. And then also when you upload it, tag it in the blog post, you can tag it and you want to tag it with another key phrase, um, whatever that might be. So just remember, um, they are important for two reasons. They're great for SEO, but you have to name them and tag them. And then they're also just great for the formatting and for sharing on social, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, um, the meta image. So I'm going to share my screen. Um, one more time, I'm going to show you this. This is a face Facebook, um, um, test account. But what happens is when I share that, um, that landing page, um, to my Facebook, it will, it will bring in that image of that meta image into this post. So then I can click it and there's that, that hero image. And so Mm -hmm. now what's happening is that that image is from the blog to this landing page. And then, you know, or to this post to then this landing page, that has all of that same image and that becomes kind of consistent with, you know, and it could be your logo, it could be whatever, because the branding of everything also matters. And I know, you know, Marcy, you kind of, you, I know you have a lot of expertise and I know branding is part of it too. Um, That's a huge part of what you're doing 
it, in it, everyday it, life, right? Yeah. Brand is super, super important because as you're creating content and putting it out there, what you really want is people to start recognizing your content immediately. And one of the best ways for that to happen is to um, leverage brand colors, brand fonts, have a couple different, like for any, if you're creating images on Canva, you have a couple different fonts that you use for those images and be consistent. Um, use the same colors, have a little color palette that you create and be very consistent. Put your logo or watermark on everything. Um, I know like Nikki Beauchamp, who's on here is like so good at branding. Like I immediately, whatever, you know, like her colors and that, like she just changed brokerages. So now she has to, to flip the, flip the switch on the brand. But <laughs> It was like, it's, it's just the consistency that she had was so valuable because you just immediately recognize her content. Yeah. So, yeah. so and it's important because it takes, I think it takes the average like nine to 10 times for people to see you and your content deferred to really start building like trust. So if they, if they immediately, if they recognize it, um, each of those times, it's going to happen faster. Yeah. And I love that you said that. I mean, it takes like eight to nine times for them to recognize your brand and to build that trust. So that means guys, at minimum, you should be sending out nine to 10 messages, but not just it. And it shouldn't just be the one type of message, right? Of um, like email or that one type of method. It could, it should be a combination of like, they should see a Facebook post. They should see an email. They should see a text. They should see something, you know, like a um, a postcard. I'm like, do I have any of our postcards here? Um, like a postcard or something in their, um, in their mailbox, there should be some of that. It should all be mixed in. And then also they should hear your voice. So you should be in front of them at some kind of an event or talking to them, inviting them to a coffee shop or having lunch or doing something of that nature where you're having that conversation and getting deeper. Well, and, and that's the magic is like taking building online brands, but then taking it offline and meeting people in person and whether, whether it's you and clients or you and other agents, which we could, we could talk a little bit about that as well, yeah. but agent to agent referrals. Um, I know a lot of, a lot of agents in the industry that really um, do a ton of referral business. And there are some tricks and tips for that as well. Um, it's almost like marketing to your consumers. Like you're going to create a whole, I would just have a whole list in your CRM of all of the agents and their markets that you would possibly be interested in referring business to and that you would love to get referrals from them. So look at, um, think about where in your particular market are a lot of the referrals coming from? Are they coming from, you know, California? Are they coming from New York? Where are they coming from? And then just build a network of agents in those markets that you can do referrals with. Yeah. And some agents will actually do like, um, you can do different business cards. I, I do know agents that hand out re specifically referral business cards and they do attend events. So that's the thing. If you want to really um, big time, get into the referral marketing business, you need to definitely need to attend live events outside of your state um, Inman, um, NAR, um, annual or net and NAR next, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, oh, there's so many different events, like oh, even, days. yeah, Tom Ferry events. I mean, all of the different, yeah. And go, um, hand out your referral business cards and try to get their business cards and just start building relationships with those agents. It's a relationship business for sure. And you can email them. I mean, I would even in the CRM, I would, you know, like, I'm going to tell this story that I've told a gazillion times, Eleni, that when Eleni and I first met, we, um, it was at an event yeah. and I was drinking a certain bottle of wine that I really, really liked. I, I would order this wine, you know, several times. And so the next time I saw Eleni, <laughs> He had that bottle of wine waiting for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you remembered that I like that wine. And she remembered because she put it in the CRM. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I can't remember. I mean, we cannot remember everything and especially those little details. What I love about this story, I mean, I mean, besides that, I, that I just love our friendship, but 
is that when you have like when you forge these friendships with people i mean especially in the beginning you're not going to remember every detail right but then so making notes of it and then keeping like knowing what everyone's favorite beverage is their their favorite vacation spot whatever it is or when they're going on vacation i mean i know you know sometimes a friend will tell me oh i'm going here going there like i travel a lot no one can i mean my family can't even keep up with me um and so when you you know when you um you know get to that point where you're just like okay i can't remember all of this stuff which i mean that doesn't take much you that's when you rely on a system and when you rely on that crm to to make that note and then recall it when you're having that conversation or where you see that person next it just makes them feel special and mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then just, you know, calling them on their birthday or sending a, a, a little private message, you know, text message or email. I mean, whatever it is, just really nurture those, those relationships. And um, yeah. Um, another thing you can do is uh, join. And I see this a lot because I'm actually in the YPN um, Facebook group and YP, like those YPN members send referrals back and forth all the time. That's one of the biggest topics that they post in that group are referrals. So joining a network like YPN or um, Women's Council, WCR, Women's Council of Real Estate, or even, um, you know, there's other the certifications like this. Yeah. Getting CRS certified and, you know, doing all of that. That's, and, and I've seen it where I've seen, I've been to an event and I think it was a, a CRS event where two agents from like across the country had met through the Facebook group, had never, and had been exchanging referrals and were meeting for the very first time. And they came to my, they were both members of Wise Agent and they just met like in front of me like that. And it was like, they were instantly like, best of friends because they had built this friendship over online and then they got to meet each other like years and years later in person but those are the things and they were doing business with one another I mean that's like the that's kind of like who doesn't want to work with their um the people that they love you're spending a lot of time at work doing it with people that you love and care about is even better right Marcy yeah, exactly. And it's fun. And uh, yeah. And plus, if you're sending a referral, you just really want to um, be able to trust the person you're sending it to. And and building that relationship really helps to you to get to know them on a deeper level to where you're feeling the trust as well. And yeah. So. I, lo um, I love the blogging idea. And I think everyone here has loved that, that blogging idea. Um, someone had asked, you know, can you include other languages in, um, in like the chat GPT prompt? Absolutely. I see Francine said that she's done it in French. I know I've done it in Greek. We've done it in Spanish. Um, you can, you know, I would say with that, like you should know the language, even if you don't like Greek is a very hard language to spell in. So I'm not a very good speller of that language. So that's why I leverage chat GPT, but um, make sure that you understand it. Cause if they write back to you, then that could be a challenge. Um, I would just warn about that. But um, so we've talked a little bit about blogging and sending out emails um, and sending out your blog through an email. But what kind of messages besides like the blog message can people be sending out right now in email format? Like what, what would be a good like email to send out that probably, you know, because we're trying to steer you guys away from like, hey, are you looking to buy or sell right now? Um, that doesn't have that tone to it besides like the, the top things. And, you know, I think for, for me, I'm like thinking, okay, inviting them to an event, but also introducing them to somebody that could help them maybe in the process of something else, like introducing them to like in, the insurance agent. Are you looking for, you know, like the beginning of the year, a lot of people, um, you know, get new car insurance or homeowner's insurance or whatever, or doing landscape, you know, yard cleanup or whatever it is, introducing them to somebody that does some kind of service, I think is also a great thing where then they can just still utilize you as that, that resource to help them find what they're looking for. And it's not to be like, it's not like you that they're doing business with, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I love this is this idea. And this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up. So I'm glad you brought it up because I call them strategic partnerships. Mm -hmm. So you can form strategic partnerships with your, with an insurance person, someone you trust. Um, my husband sells, 
I know. That's why I thought of it. I thought of Robert. <laughs> he's a broker. Actually, he's an insurance broker and he, um, he can sell. He's so he, um, goes in and is able, and I would, I would suggest you go with a broker. Brokers are great because they have access to multiple different companies. Like my husband sells for probably 15 different insurance companies and he can sell in like 42 different States. Um, so, so it, it, it really opens up the options when you go with a broker. So go with a broker. And then um, also partner with like your handyman, your inspector, partner with a, a title company, a mortgage broker. Obviously, that one's really obvious, but there's all sorts of different people like people. A lot of people will start fixing up their home or doing landscape work before they go to put their house on the market. So if you can, you know, get think about that, like who who do your clients usually bring in when they're sprucing up their home? Like build a strategic partnership with one of those guys, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, um, one of, you know, one of our integrated partners is revaluate. And I think there's like, um, you know, um, Chris had said there's like seven D's there's divorce, divorce, death. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember diapers, diamonds, dumpster so like I some and it. i can't remember the other two gosh i was i there's always two that i forget and i never forget the same two but anyways there's seven that like indicate when someone might be considering moving and these are things that you know where you can so like you're in your own neighborhood or whatever neighborhood that you're um you know you're wanting to dominate and you see a dumpster like okay, well, this would be probably you, there's resources for you to utilize where you can get who is that homeowner, try and find their information. If you can't find an email or a phone number, snail mail works people. Yeah. Because, a, you, know, a, you know, something really quick saying, are you looking to get a evaluation on your home? Yeah. Cause they're doing a big remodel and that's a great one say, Hey, you know, and, and at some point it could even be an, someone that's an, an investor that's going right. to be looking to sell after he, you know, and say, Hey, I'm the neighborhood specialist. Like, let me, let me give you some valuations before and after things like that. So that's a great idea. I love that. And I also like, like I don't work for revaluate, but I just wanted to mention that was one of the other things on my list of ideas was, um, um, to, to really leverage predictive analytics. And those are like, you can buy that from reevaluate they sell and it sinks right into your wise agent. They mm -hmm. work together and it will basically tell you who in your, um, neighborhood in your zip codes is, is looking, is it, is a target with one of those, possibly one of those D's, you know, like who's, who's been buying diapers on target, who, you know, from target, who's been, so who yeah. just got a, an engagement ring or just posted, you know, it, it leverages data from like millions of public data sources, not millions, but yeah, that was a little exaggeration there, but <laughs> from a lot of public, you know, data sources and puts them all together in this beautiful little um, engine that spits out like stats on who's most likely to move. Yeah. So, so oh, diploma. There you diploma, go. That's another one. Yes. Diamond, diapers, divorce, downsizing, death. Those are the six. Yeah. yeah. Dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's, I mean, so revaluate gives you a move score. So it's between a zero and zero and 99 or zero and a hundred. And really basically the higher the number, the more likely they are to be moving so that there's some key indicators there. And I think what's great about that is that it can start that converse, a little bit more targeted conversation. Cause I think that's what really at the end of the day, a lot of what is happening with social media and, you know, a lot of different things is that you're getting these date, this, all this data, um, use it to your advantage. Um, and that's why even like the, the little things about knowing, um, how old people, you know, your client's children are right. So I'm like beginning stages of empty nesting, right. One of them is already out in college and living on, you know, living on campus soon to be living on, on, you know, in her own apartment. And it's, I got two more though at home, so don't push me out of my house yet, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, knowing like, okay, their kids are, um, you know, five and 10 right now or whatever it is. It, and then make a note where like, they're probably going to be downsizing in a few years. And that's when you, you don't want to, you know, when they turn 20, you're like, Hey, so now are you looking to buy, you want to cultivate that relationship and build that relationship. So they invite you, um, when they're graduating high school and graduating college and getting, and then you become the realtor for the whole family. 
um, you know, where it's, you're the realtor for the parents and then the children and so on and so forth for the whole generation. I think that's where all of that becomes so special and meaningful. You become part of the family. You're like a family decision maker then really. Yeah. And I'll say that, um, my husband is, is an extrovert. We're like very opposites in many ways. Cause I'm far more introverted, but he is an extrovert and he loves to talk on the phone. So when his clients call, he just like, he always builds the most re- amazing relationships with his clients. He just does. Cause he's always interested and he talks about things that are off topic and I don't know. He's just, he's just magic at that. And his business is just a hundred percent referral based. And he has so many families where he's got the parents, the grandparents, the kids, like, oh, another kid coming along, oh, multiple households of families that are all related because they just refer him out. And so I think that's the magic. If you can make people feel like you're truly interested in them and that you really care about them. And I know you guys do that when you're going through the process, but don't be shy. Ask for those referrals. I mean, flat out ask and leave little CTAs, like call to actions in your emails. Hey, you guys, um, do you know anybody like looking to buy or sell? Like send me a referral and I'll send you a $150 gift card um, if they, you know, if they choose to work with me or something like that. I mean, don't be afraid to reward people either. Like, yeah, like my husband does movie tickets a lot of times. So, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something super extravagant. I think it can be, you know, and just anything. And that's why, again, then it goes back to like, what's that little token of appreciation you can, you can share with them or, um, you know, all of that, it all comes back together where your CRM is where you're going to be putting in all of your key data points for everyone that you know. So then you can go and recall that at the moments that are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I, what I think is really key here is, you know, a lot of times, like you guys have already been selling, some of you are, are, you know, in the last couple of years have sold dozens of homes, um, each year and keep track of those home anniversary dates, keep track of them. And on their one in, don't just, you know, on the one year anniversary say, Hey, congratulations on your first year. I mean, like definitely do that, but along the way, you know, Hey, it's been six months you know, hope everything is well. And now, you know, whatever that season is, right. It's fall, it's spring, it's summer, like sprinkle in that, like if you need a lawn maintenance or whatever it is, right. Um, do those things and then do it every year and be, be a little bit different than the year before. So it's not, you know, you're sending the same message out year after year. Or, or sometimes, um, and you guys, if you get to know your audience too, you'll know who doesn't like to pick up the phone, but sometimes yeah. a phone call, just a phone call um, to say, hey, congratulations, it's your your six month anniversary. And they probably don't even know that or one year anniversary. They may not even know that, but you remembered and you picked up the phone and you called them in and you say, hey, I just called. I wanted to check in. How's it going? Are you having an, you know, everything's great. What do you love most about the neighborhood? What are there any issues? Like just- yeah make sure that they feel like you care about them post-transaction, that this was not just that you were not, that they were not just there to make money with you. So Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it about the transaction. I love that because people want, they don't want to feel like they're, they were transacted with. No one wants that feeling. No one was like, oh, it was so great. I just was transacted with. I mean, even when we go to Target and we're buying something, the cashier is super friendly. I know this has happened to me, my local Target, and the cashier just starts chatting it up and starts asking, like when my daughter was moving into her dorm, like, oh, is it, you know, what college are you going to? She showed interest in like what university my daughter was going to and when she was moving in and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I mean, it made me feel, I don't, I mean, I I thought that was really nice. It made me feel warm and special and, and we're just at target. Um, you know, when you, when you go through a larger transaction, you would want that. You would want that as well. Like you would want somebody to feel that way. Like, okay. Um, let me know when you're throwing your first big party and, you know, and then they tell you like, Oh, just had my, my last, you know, big party or whatever at my new house. Thanks so much. And then you say like, Hey, you know, I've got, I'm going to just send over some cleaning ladies to help you or whatever it is where it's like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Just anything along those lines that makes people like remember you and remember how thoughtful you were 
that is something that people recall. They're not going to, and even if, because I know transactions can sometimes go a little haywire and a little sideways and it's a bumpy road and you guys all remember all those bumps, but when, as soon as the, the deal is done and they have the keys and you've made them feel warm and special and everything else, they're going to forget all about those bumps because then they're in their dream home or whatever. And they're going to forget about all that other nonsense. Yep. They will. And that's exactly what you want to do. You want to make them forget that and just remember you and how you've made them feel giving them those keys. Yeah. And the, and that's it. People don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. So, um, yeah. Um, two more things. I, we, we have a little bit more time or do we end yeah, it? We have 15 more minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, one other thing that I really love, and I've seen, um, a lot of, a lot of agents do that is to find a cause. And if, if it were me, I would do a local cause, something local to your community, um, helping, you know, homeless veterans get into homes or, I mean, there's a gazillion different charities out there that you could um, get involved with and attend. And, and I mean, really get involved because you're going to meet people that way. And yeah. all, whatever you can do, getting yourself out there and meeting people is, is, and, phenomenal for building business. So yeah. by doing that, you're, you're supporting a great cause, but you're also meeting new people in your community. And you're, um, you can even, a lot of agents will even um, donate, you know, 5% of, of my, you know, of my proceeds will go to this, this cause or whatever it is. And you can market that so yeah. that people are, I mean, really blog about it and market your, um, don't just be involved in the cause too, but make sure that people that come to your website or get to know you on social media, post about it, make sure they know that you're active and that you're involved in this cause and that you're donating funds to this cause on a regular basis. I mean, those are, um, it's just a fun way to build new relationships too. Yeah. Rewarding. Well yeah, it is. And then you're building relationships with people that you already have a connection with because everyone is there because they feel connected to that cause. So now you're not struggling like, okay, what do I have in common with these folks, right? You already have something in common so you can strike up that conversation a lot easier. So then that relationship is forged and then you get to know them a little bit more, um, you know, and it, and it could be anything like, a, and I've mentioned this several million times on this podcast. Like I, um, I'm trying to be a gardener. Like I'm nowhere near where like my parents, like I, I don't know. I tell my parents, I'm like, it skipped a generation. Like I just am not a gardener. Right. I'm just not, um, like I had to buy a whole entire tent system. Marcy, you got to see it. I don't know, but I saw your, I saw your olive tree and it looked really good to me. So, I mean, she's got a whole orchard in her yard. Don't listen to her. She's, she's really trying to be a gardener. Yeah, I'm trying so hard. I want to make my mom and dad proud. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's a local um, community garden here where I, I joined and then I dropped out of it. But um, because they all know a lot more than me, but it's really like you join something that you have an interest in. And then and I've made so many friends at that garden um, community garden center because it's something that I want to have a passion for. I want to know, you know, and so that's where you connect with people on things that you want to where you have things in common with people. Um, so it could be anything, a book club, church, any organization, you know, it just really um, connecting with people. It will help you in your business as well, because then you bring in what you're, what you do for a living. I mean, everyone talks about that. And, and don't feel like you have to donate. Like I said, there are a lot of them out there that do, do donate like a small portion of their um, commissions. Um, or maybe just a month out of the year where they donate it or whatever it is, but don't feel like you have to do that. Just donating your time yeah. and, and sharing about the cause that you donate your time with is enough. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so um, I love that those ideas because those are things that really can help you guys, you know, propel you into it. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about like bringing in um, a broker, like an insurance broker or, you know, um, and we talked a little bit about like lenders partnering with a lender, but like right now where 
Um, I know a lot of people, uh, consumers out there are like, oh gosh, interest rates are so high and they're this and they're that and they're whatever. I mean, 20 years ago when we bought our first house, interest rates were were a little bit higher than what they are right now. So, um, or maybe the same, I don't know, but it's like, you know, people have bought at this at this rate before. We did. And so educating them, bringing in somebody that can help you counterbalance what some of their, um, you know, roadblocks are, I think is a great way of doing it too. It's the new norm. Um, interest rates have dropped a little bit, which is great. I'm sure you guys all know that. And actually here in Denver, I just watched my friend Amy Cesario put a video up and we had the most pendings um, this, um, like last week that since in the last year. And so I think uh, the, the drop in interest rates really did trigger some buyers. Um, so yeah, but they're not going to go way low. They're still going to be up there. But I think, I feel like I like what she does because she gets on every week. She talks about the market conditions and she, she makes, by doing that, she's letting her consumers know, look, there's a lot of people that are buying right now. This might be the best time to buy because prices have dropped and there's not as much competition in the market right now. It's a great, you know, so she just makes, she makes it, she relax. I, I just feel like she gives potential buyers confidence and, yeah. and knowledge to understand the market. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like when you obviously know your numbers and you can speak to what the rates are and whatnot, but then, you know, just take it as far as you can, but then bring in that expert, bring in that lender that can help you, you know, maybe do a seminar for first time home buyers that are kind of like, do I enter into this market right now? Well, bring somebody in to say like, yeah, well, this was the norm pre pre 2021 or whatever it was and so this was the norm this is what interest rates were there was a dip because of some some anomaly but here's where we're at and it's okay and if they do come down then these are your options sometimes people just don't know and i think it's because we're in this industry and we see a lot of numbers and we see a lot of data that we just think that everybody sees that data and everybody knows it but they but don't. Consumers don't know. The consumers and, don't. So educate them, you know, and if you don't like, like Amy goes on video and she's one of those, like I've known Amy for years and um, yeah. I have a couple okay. other friends too that, you know, you start, they, it's been fun to watch them grow on video. Like nobody's perfect when you start doing video. It's okay. I mean, nobody wants you to be perfect. I don't want to work with a realtor that's like, perfect. I want to work with one that's like fun and human and somebody that I can connect with. So don't, you know, but she's like, Amy's so comfortable on camera now because she's been doing it for years, but she didn't start out that way. And um, she's super popular now and has a huge following and I love her content. So, yeah, but I think that's, I mean, but it's a perfect thing to do is to post. And I know, I, I know Amy as well. And it's like, get out there guys. And if you're comfortable in front of the camera, even if you're not, but if you're comfortable with the idea of being in front of the camera, then that's for you. Just try it out. The first one, I'm going to guarantee you it's going to suck and that's okay. Um, if I go back and look at my first podcast that we did on this Zoom platform, I was like, oh my gosh, what was going on? My hair, my makeup, my this, my that. <laughs> it's going to hate something, right? You're going to hate so, something and it's just get over it. it you'll be fine. Um, Ellen, uh, sorry, know. Ellen, it's Amy Cesario. So, oh, yeah. and she's out of Denver. So if you Google her, she'll come up and it's yeah. Cesario, C-E-S-A-R-I-O. She's yeah. amazing on video. Yeah. You can follow her on social. Yeah. Um, she's great. Oh, yeah. thanks, Laura. My Denver yeah. view. That's her. Yeah. yeah. And Ellen's, a, you know, she posts on TikTok. So awesome, Ellen. It's, you know, wherever, whatever is your platform, if it's TikTok, if it's Instagram, if it's Facebook, whatever it is, um, or if it's just you're doing it and you're like, I don't want the whole world to see. I just, I want to send this out to just my clients or just my sphere, my database only. That's perfectly fine too. Just know that that's, that's your only reach there unless you ask them to share. So yeah. I, I just have one word of caution for um, anybody that's like, um, don't just build your business on a social media network because as like, we all know that they could go away at any time. Like they could be acquired like Twitter and totally changed. And um, you just don't want to rely solely on something that you don't own. So having a blog 
that where you own that content and you can build the following there is super important as well. And the email as well, because once you have their, their contact information, once you have them in there, you can market to them for the next 40, 50 years, however yeah. long you want to stay in business. Yeah. And I would say even, um, and I know, you know, I love the caution that you, you said, but also, you know, YouTube is great for SEO, great for reach. Um, it's something that uh, I don't think people leverage it as much in our industry for videos because they think like, oh, I've got a video like the house or whatever that I'm selling, which like, sure, you can. I'm not saying don't do that. It's like in addition to, but there should be, you should have your own content of this is who I am. This is the knowledge that I have. This is what I'm sharing with you all to educate you. And that is what people start, how people start getting to know you, start trusting you and start in, then you start building up your, um, your brand. Um, so someone's asking what SEO is. Yeah. SEO stands for search engine optimization. And, um, it works really great on um, YouTube, which is owned by Google and on Google. So anyone, and I mean, there's other search engines out there, but those are probably the two biggest, um, YouTube and Google. And um, what it does is when you um, use SEO terms, um, then Google finds your content more easily. And, and one of the things you can do, like you could go to YouTube and just start typing in like a search term, um, looking like, um, homes in, I mean, as you start typing the search, you know how um, Google and and um, YouTube, YouTube, thank you, will start <laughs> giving you a list of of, com of popular searches. Yeah. Like those are search terms. Those that's one of the easiest ways to find out what people are searching for and the terms that they're using. So as you start typing, things are going to be suggested to you. Those are great terms to use in your marketing, and that's mm -hmm. one of the easiest way to find great SEO phrases to sprinkle into your marketing or to use as the name of an image in your blog post. And so, and then I'll give you um, a little um, tidbit that I learned from Marky, one of our mutual friends, Marky Lemons Ryle, she um, uses Google trends. So you can go to Google trends and, and look up to see, like you can search the term real estate to see what's trending in real estate. Um, or your city, like we we're talking about, like blogging about the five things to do in your city or whatever it is, you can search there. Um, that's also a great way of um, getting kind of what what are people looking at? What are people um, looking for? And you want to really specify because um, I think paid advertisements and we're like three minutes out. Paid advertisements is another way of generating business. And I think with that, um, just kind of. Uh, not to keep it too long, but I think with that is that you really need to be specific and a lot of things that we talk and everything we talked about, you need to be specific with what, who your audience is. It shouldn't just be like, okay, I'm going to target who's looking to sell in this whole entire zip code. And, um, you know, and that's it just like being specific to one zip code, because that's the, that's where I have this listing where I want to find buyers from people come from other places. So you don't want to be short-sighted or narrow-minded in where you might, you know, you want to be a little bit more broad on things, but being specific in, um, in some things as well. So I know that sounds kind of crazy, but where I live, like in, you know, the Scottsdale area, people from like Denver, a lot of people from California are coming here. So if I have a, a listing just in this one state, I don't want to just market to this one state because people are coming here from Chicago, from New York. They're leaving the cold and coming into the warm, especially we're coming into winter. Chicago's already seen snow, right? So you want to be, and then if you're targeting it because like, hey, are you looking to leave the snow to come here? Then make that message, like build that whole message out, build that whole funnel out. I am. Um, I know a realtor who moved from Jersey to Naples, Florida, and that's a big part of what she does. A big part of her marketing, especially in the winter months, like she really pushes how beautiful the weather is in Naples. And she's talking and she'll, she'll talk to her. Hey, Jersey friends, you sure you don't want to join me down here? Come on down and visit. I'll show you some homes, things yeah. like that. She really pushes that out. And um, that's a great way to get leads as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other thing um, real quick, Eleni, that I read 
that I thought was just a really cute idea and I'd never heard of it before. And I just want to toss it out there to you guys. And that was to sponsor a housewarming. Now you have to have a closing in order to do that. But if you had um, someone, if you represented a buyer who was closed, had closed on their home and was, um, you know, moving into their new home, you could say, Hey, are you going to do an, you know, you want to do a housewarming? I'll sponsor the food. I'll bring all the food and you can go in there and collect all the leads from her new neighbors and all of her friends that come into that housewarming party. I love that. I love that. I haven't seen that like ever in my, Nikki does that. I didn't know Nikki does that. I like, so I grew up in Chicago in Chicago. I felt like everyone was doing housewarming parties. Nobody in here in Arizona, at least people that I don't, I don't know my neighborhood. Nobody does that. So, but I love that idea. I mean, I remember when my parent, my parents bought their house, they did a housewarming. It was, and it's fun. Who doesn't like a party? Um, so yeah, people love that. Okay. We're out of time, Marcy. I'm going to catch up with you on Tuesday when I see you at, um, in Anaheim for, um, NAR's next event. Um, and, um, so if anyone that's going to be at NAR in Anaheim, I actually am coming back to you guys on the podcast here on November 30th, but things have been so crazy. I have not secured a guest. I've not even started looking for one. So if you guys are going to be there, reach out to me, come by the booth, stop by the booth, talk to me or my team. Um, I'll be around the whole area. Just stop me if you see me out there and um, let's chat and um, see if we can get you on as, um, as a guest here. All right. Um, thank you so much, Marcy, for all this information. Um, I really Thanks appreciate you. having me. Yeah. It's always fun. We just sit and talk. <laughs> I know we do this. This is our conversation. Hours and hours of it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.